And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses, to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. All right. Um, I am sitting down with Dan Martell, who is the founder of SaaS Academy. Now, he's done a ton of things over his career, uh, known in the business community for successes in life, husband, father of two boys, founder of multiple tech startups, sold three of them, uh, five times founder, an, an investor in 38 plus companies and probably counting, millionaire by age 27, SaaS business coach, founder of Clarity, uh, founder of Flowtown, which was acquired in 11, founder of Sphere Technologies, acquired in 08, mentor at 500 Startups, Grow Labs, and the C100.org. Um, I saw even on your Twitter, uh, you worked with Proposify, you worked with uh, ClickFunnels. So you're, you're working with uh, the best and brightest startups. You had an incredible career. So Dan, thank you for sitting down. I appreciate, love to hear your story and what you're doing. Scott, man, wow, what, a, what an intro. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. You you let me where you want to go, but I uh, I'm a giver, so I will. Uh, I'm committed to giving you 110 percent and being uh, open and honest about all all stories. So let's let's tee it up with your background um, because you had then you you highlight your background a lot when you go on your website. You speak about you know your successes and your failures. So walk me through so people don't who don't know you uh, can tee up how you got to where you are today. You say five x founder, three x exit, some successes, some failures. Yeah, I mean, I've got a unique uh, background. If I, I just go back how I even became an entrepreneur, um, I grew up second oldest of four, uh, got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 11, grew up in a house where my mom was an alcoholic and my dad was uh, in sales, always on the road. And, um, you know, by the time I was 13, I got introduced to drugs and really my life just spiraled out of control, you know, in and out of group home, crisis centers, uh, rehab centers, uh, all the way to the point that uh, at 16, I found myself high and drunk in a stolen car, um, trying to get away from the police with a handgun sitting next to me in the bag. Because um, I told myself if I got caught by the police, I was gonna pull the gun and let the, the police do their job. So I ended up um, trying to get away from, you know, the police in this high-speed chase, smashed in the side of a house. I went for the handgun and it got stuck. And before I knew it, you know, the door opened up, the police grabbed me, threw me in the back of the cop car and 
I woke up sober the next day wondering, you know, who was looking out for me because I didn't expect to be alive. And, and due to the severity of my crimes, I ended up getting sentenced uh, to about nine months, six months of that I spent in an adult jail. I got released to a rehab center called Portage. And I spent 11 months in therapy as a 17-year-old, rebuilding my relationships with my family, the building the trust, uh, rebuilding my confidence. Honestly, Scott, like I just felt had no self-esteem. I had, I had very little confidence and just working on myself. And it was at the end of that program, I was helping Rick, the maintenance guy, clean out one of the, uh, the camps. It was an old church camp. And uh, in a room, uh, there was this old 486 computer with a yellow book on Java programming sitting next to it. And I just opened it up and followed chapter one. And I got the computer to say, hello world. And I thought I was a computer genius, or at least that's what I thought at the time. Um, and that one moment, um, programming and software became my new addiction. And uh, when I got out, entrepreneurship, the ultimate personal development program. And that's kind of how I ended up, you know, at a young age, starting a company called Maritime Vacation that would completely failed. Then I did MB Host, which was another failure. And it wasn't until I was 24 that... Um, I finally found some success on the back end of finally reading business books. I'd, I'd read a hundred plus technical books, software programming, architecture, database, but not business. And um, yeah, this first book called Love is a Killer App by Tim uh, Sanders really just shifted my whole on life, relationships, knowledge. And that's why I'm here today. It's why I'm alive. It's why I am blessed to live the life I, I live with my wife and my two kids and, you know, being involved in all these incredible entrepreneurs, uh, companies as a coach. Um, that's a, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, uh, you know, when I usually ask about successes and failures, people speak about, uh, career choices they made that were a mistake, uh, perhaps a failed company, but you, you definitely are about the full spectrum of all time low to to where you are today with that's a that's a tough that's a that's a tough spot to be in at 16 man that's that's not a fun place um at all so uh, as you built these out um sp you know speak to me about your experience building out companies why some of them failed why they started to succeed and i think that can sort of dovetail into your current success the lessons you learned yeah i mean Having started from, you know, less than zero, really a hole, right? A lot of the early journey for me was just personal development and like figuring out, you know, how do you communicate? How do you build teams? So a lot of the early failures, you know, Maritime Vacation, NB Host was around not, not understanding a thing called marketing, right? Not understanding how sales conversations happened. Um, again, I wasn't reading any books. I literally thought I'm just going to be a business person. We didn't even call it entrepreneurship back then. It's just, I'm going to be like self-employed, which was a dirty word back in the day. This is 2000, 1998, 99. Um, and you know, I, I just slowly learned that there's a cap to how much you can physically do in a hundred hours a week. And you need to be able to build teams and to build teams, you need to create something that's interesting, you know, cause if somebody's smart and able to help you out, why would they work with you versus somebody else? And so it was like learning about storytelling, um, you know, understanding how to present a solution to a customer. But before you even present that, uh, understand how to uncover their real desires or pains or challenges that they're trying to solve. I mean, 
I didn't have any formal training in sales. And, and, you know, today I've sold over $50 million worth of software myself. Like, like I don't, I build sales teams now, but personally hand to hand sales. Um, and that's on the back end of, you know, buying all the sales books from the Zig Ziglar's to, you know, Brian Tracy, like literally just driving around, you know, burning fuel because it was a forcing function for me to listen to these books, you know, back in the day was, is, uh, on CDs and prior to that tapes, um, to just try to, to try to teach myself the skill set to succeed, you know? So, I mean, what are the lessons I learned? One, if you're not able to play nice with other people, there's definitely a ceiling and a cap on your success. Two, uh, if you don't invest in your knowledge, like if I went back now and I said, you know, so like I get kids reaching out to me, some of them get inheritance, some of them have a hundred grand they saved up and they go, what should I do with my money? Um, I would take 10% of it and reinvest it in yourself, minimum. Like you should really invest in yourself until you get to a point where you're so good that you know, the, I have an unlimited budget today for my personal education, right? Like if I'm trying to start a new business or invest in an industry, I don't know, I will pay to get in front of the world's best people on that topic because speed to me matters more than anything. And I'm not shy to admit that I don't know, which when I started off, I a hundred percent had a ton of, you know, lack of confidence to be able to even admit that stuff today. I, I almost wear it like a badge of honor. Like my teams and all my companies are way smarter than I am at any of their skills. Um, and because of that, I don't have to work so hard. So there, there's just been every lesson lesson out there. I had to learn and continue to iterate to try to become the person who can achieve that level, next level of success. I think it's a never ending game and it's a beautiful one. And so now that makes a tease up um, and it makes a lot of sense as to why after you start to learn these lessons and I a hundred percent align with what you're saying about, um, you know, if you don't want to be the smartest person in the room all the time, you go seek out those mentors and that guidance to help you grow and scale. And, and that's probably the most powerful like recipe for success. Somebody can pick up on just to go seek out that guidance. Um, because you don't know what you don't know. Now that makes sense as to why you started to have these successes. So after, you know, you, you exited one, exited two, exited three, now you're starting to invest in companies, you probably could just retire and, and never work again. Um, why did you want to start SaaS Academy? What does SaaS Academy do that, for example, even perhaps like a, a Y Combinator wouldn't do? Yeah. So, um, you know, on the, why do I work when I don't have to? Cause I, I became a multimillionaire when I was 27. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, what was it? Jim Rohn famously said, you know, people tell them all the time, like if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't work a day in, in, in my life. And I think he, his reply is, well, I think that's why God sees it fit that you never do because it's not very productive, you know? And I, I, I love that reply because essentially it's, you know, people that know how to create value can't see themselves doing anything less. Right. What ends up happening if you do it right, many people don't, if you do it right, is your day is full of things that bring you energy, that light you up, that excite you, that you get to work on, that makes you feel like meaningful and impactful and, and create a legacy. And, and honestly, I'd be doing what I do every day, even if it didn't have any financial gain, just because I love doing it. So the byproduct of trying to create as much value as you can for other people is the financial reward. 
but I don't do it for the financial reward anymore because I've, I've slowly over time figured out how to change the rules of the game so that it's an infinite game. Um, so a lot of people that don't have the economic wealth to feel that. Um, and that's why like the truth is if you took all the world's wealth and you distributed it to everybody uh, evenly within a few months, it would be back in the same hands of all those people. Right. Because there's a, there's a, there's almost like a, a wealth knowledge, process that needs to be understood. And if you don't have that, even if I gave you $10 million tomorrow, I guarantee in three years and you have enough stats around people win the lottery or professional athletes that they just, they, they just don't understand the, the process of maintaining or creating wealth. So all that being said, SAS Academy is a coaching process. Um, the way I thought about it is I wanted to create a community for other software entrepreneurs that I knew when I was starting. Um, it's totally different than Y Combinator or many other sellers. Most of my clients have actually been in our alumni of those programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I always say it's got content community and coaching, uh, because I only focus and coach B2B SaaS entrepreneurs, software as a service. That's what SaaS stands for. Um, I have about 350 proven playbooks, like literally swipe and deploy, um, frameworks around what I call the ACEs growth engine. So attract, convert, expand, and scale. So, you know, demand generation, sales, sales velocity, uh, customer success, expansion revenue, and, and, and just team and scaling the company OS. Um, a lot of the accelerators, they're more focused on early stage. I only focus post product market fit. So once you have product market fit and you have the beginnings of uh, some traction, I'm going to help you pour rocket fuel, uh, on into that engine. But I always say, um, you can't come to me too early because if you're driving a Volkswagen, we throw rocket fuel in the Volkswagen, it's going to explode. Right? So I'm very selective on who I work with to make sure that they're ready for that level of, of coaching. I don't make any, um, I don't miscommunicate that I will drive people way outside their comfort zone. I'll hold them accountable to a level of excellence and execution that they're probably not uh, familiar with. And because of that, we're going to win. And that's all I want in life for my coaching client. I have a whole nonprofit side of my life, a lot softer with, and the people I serve there. Um, but if it comes to people that want to be pushed and, and be a high performer, um, you know, I, I know what that looks like. I'm an example of it, honestly. And, and I feel like a lot of coaches can be sometimes out of integrity with that. Uh, for me, I'm not, it's, it's, I teach what I do and, um, and people get results or they can't stick around because I'm not interested in having people invest in just being part of a group and not do any of the work. Um, and what, and I'm curious, I appreciate that. Um, but I'm curious, what does, so you mentioned there's, there's product market fit. Um, there's a certain like person that you actually work with how do you know, how would somebody know that they're ready to work with you? What does that look like outside of just product market fit? Is there a... Normally they're at least at like 10 to 25 K monthly reoccurring revenue. Okay. Right. So that, and, and product market fit looks different for SMB mid market or enterprise as a customer that you serve. So if you're an enterprise, I would say three customers, your revenue might be a lot more than that monthly because big companies pay more, but at least three enterprise companies, mid market, at least 10, I just want to take a moment to pause and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Canva. Very excited when Canva approached me because I've been using Canva for all my graphic design needs for years, um, and they have never sponsored me before, so I'm very excited to champion a brand 
that I personally believe in, support, and I use. Now, if you don't know what Canva is, Canva is the online platform that makes graphic design, designing anything really easy for you and your team. Uh, they have preloaded templates, all professionally made, all very high quality. If you have an idea and you do not know how to bring it to life uh, on your social media, on your website, in your marketing collateral, this is one of the hardest things for an entrepreneur to do. Canva Pro makes this so simple. You do not have to be a designer. You do not have to be uh, an artist, anything like that. It is a tool that allows you to create beautiful pieces of content and work with a drag and drop editor. It's simple for anybody to use. You can collaborate with teams, no experience necessary. This is what you use to make stunning social media posts, marketing material. It has video components. Honestly, with Canva Pro, it takes the headache out of creating design. Canva Pro includes 75 million premium ingredients, including premium stock photos that you usually have to pay hundreds of dollars for, illustrations, videos, audio, anything you can need to literally design anything it has in one spot, in one app. It truly democratizes design. Now, why I'm so excited about this sponsorship is that they gave me a unique code for everybody who's listening to use. So if you want to test out Canva, if you want to test out all of the incredible features for design, remember I said images, audio, video, they have ability to include team features, brand kits, background removers, uh, resizing different objects with the click of a button. All of it is... I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there, juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash That's netsuite.com slash Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. 
I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours? That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Seamless, super user-friendly, extremely intuitive. If you want to start using it today, go to canva.me backslash Scott. They're giving everybody who's listening a special deal, 45 days free pro Canva. You cannot get this deal by going on their website. So go to canva.me backslash Scott. You will get a Canva pro account for 45 days. You can try out as many features as you want. You can make a ton of content. Canva.me backslash Scott. See why design is no longer scary. You will never look at design the same way again after you try it. Trust me on this one. Canva.me backslash Scott. And then on the small side, at least 100, um, you've got uh, a technical ability to write code. So you've solved the, the building the thing problem. And um, you've got some resemblance of a marketing and sales process, or at least it's happening. Um, those things would have to be true for me even to have the conversation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the, the, the litmus test at the, the bottom end. And I'm curious, where does, where does the, the machine break? Where do you find entrepreneurs making the biggest mistakes when they get to that point and can't scale past that? Um, typically it's the reverse of what they think. So every, I call it chocolate broccoli. People come to me because they think they need more customers and what they really need is a better model. So what does a better model look like? Um, there's only three levers in SaaS. It's top of funnel retention and monetization, right? So most of the time people have a retention problem that they don't want to admit it or they think it's good enough. So we need to keep more customers that then we're losing because at scale, that percent loss per month gets, to the point where you'll hit what's called the growth ceiling. So retention's number one. Number two is um, monetization. So expansion revenue through upsells, cross-sells, add-ons, essentially your pricing. Most, most SaaS founders don't understand pricing economics and psychology, and that is probably the lowest hanging fruit. Normally, uh, clients built too much stuff, and they don't have a clear understanding of value drivers and how people should transition in between different plans and how to structure their plans to create that sales motion um, to pull people through that um, that expansion, right? So that's that's the big thing where it's, it's, are they doing it wrong? Yes. Do they even know they're not doing it? No. Like, I mean, these are things that if you haven't been doing this a long time, it's your first time building a software company, yeah. you know, you've spent most of your time just trying to figure out how to get this thing built that you didn't spend any time on pricing optimization. And then finally, once we have that, then it's all about sales velocity, right? Like how do you, you know, pick the right customer, which I call a perfect fit customer, a ready to buy customer, 
Um, so how do you decide who to focus on, who to sell to? How do you get the message in the market appropriately? What channels do you use? And then once you get their interest, what's the conversion process to get them from opportunity to customer and get that you know done in the shortest amount of time so you don't have these long sales cycles? That's at a high level, and this is all covered in my ACES growth engine uh, framework. Um, but most people start at the top, attract, and then they go to convert, expand, scale. I almost start at the bottom because I need to make sure the model, um, the unit economics of your process actually makes sense to scale. Because if it doesn't, then we can waste a lot of time and money um, on marketing that's just not going to produce the, the long-term revenue retention that you need. And no, I, I appreciate I think that um, I think that as if somebody's listening to this, uh, even that awareness of of what could be broken can drive them to look to the right resources and, you know, yourself or even, you know, a ton of others. But to understand all those points that you just mentioned that could potentially break when trying to scale, I think it's very important. Um, and I think that you sort of uncovered that recipe, you know, quote unquote recipe for success. Um, when it comes to scaling startups, a lot of the things that you're mentioning, uh, I, I hear emulated from a lot of other very successful sales leaders. We're talking like uh, Mark Robert from HubSpot. He emulated, especially the churn piece, like mitigating the, the loss, um, you know, plugging that leaky bucket. That's another one that I hear a lot that people don't focus on. I've seen it a lot. Um, and I don't want to, you know, reiterate everything you just mentioned, but um, I think that as people try and scale their company, it's really smart to understand, like you said, these things that are going to be huge growth inhibitors. Now, I'm curious about, these are very tactical growth inhibitors. In terms of uh, perhaps personality traits, um, or, or I don't want to say that there's a, a perfect kind of startup founder, but what are the personal traits or growth traits that somebody should focus on internally that can allow them to be successful or is there just that kind of person that has the grit determination drive perseverance uh, you know self-awareness empathy whatever that is the most important trait to be successful as an entrepreneur because you work with so many yeah no i don't i think i think these traits can be developed and 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 taught and learned i think there's a natural like you know there there you need to be a certain type of person to build a mark zuckerberg or equivalent right so there are, there are these like outliers in the data set, but there's this like very large medium, the mean of, of people. And, and when I look at that, most of my clients are bootstrapped, um, you know, incredibly successful. They all have a, a lot of characteristics. One is they're very um, growth minded, meaning that they're willing to invest in themselves. Hence why they're coaching with me. They're willing to invest in themselves because they have confidence that with that knowledge, they can do uh, better than without it. Most people don't trust themselves. When, when you ask somebody like, why do you not hire a coach? It's, they'll make up a bunch of reasons, but the truth is, is they don't trust themselves to get knowledge, to implement, to get a return. That's the, that's the only reason why you wouldn't hire somebody who's been there before to help you because if I was going to, you know, climb Everest, you'd be an idiot to not want to go learn from people that have been to the summit of Everest or Everest before you yeah. attempt it. Like you, that would just be honestly suicidal. Anybody trying to do it yet. People do that every day in their business. And I think the reason why is they just don't have a lot of confidence in their abilities to translate um, that information into execution. So that's one thing. So the, the people that, uh, are going to succeed, have a level of confidence about their ability to execute that most people don't. Um, 
they're very much in tuned with feedback. What, is, what does this look like? It means that they're, they're willing to pick up the phone and call customers to get feedback. They're willing to call, to talk to their team and ask them their, their team questions like, what do you need more from me as a leader? They're willing to instrument uh, the metrics to know what's really going on in the business. A lot of founders that don't have the product or financial metrics around their business, I, I believe it's because they just don't want to know. They'd rather not know, right? They put their head in the sand than actually pull that together because literally there's so many tools out there that'll give it to you for free that for you not to know what your churn or your expansion revenue or your activations are, or your trial conversions or whatever they are, it's really just um, ignorance around you know, getting that information and being scared to know. Um, I mean, it all comes down to fear. I mean, mm-hmm. Scott, that's a reality. So, um, but the, the traits, it's those things. They're curious. Curious is a big one. They're, um, they're driven. They have a, they have a vision. This is a big one. They have a vision for their future. That's way bigger than where they're at today. And they're able to expand that as they expand. You know, I think what happens sometimes people peter out because they actually hit, you know, so I would just love to make a hundred grand a year and then they hit it and then they just stay there forever, which is fine. Just not what I do. What I do is push people way beyond what they think is possible by showing them examples of that and reinforcing within them that confidence and courage and, and clarity of execution to make sure that that comes a reality. Um, and when they're looking for someone like you, uh, there's a lot of coaches out there. How do they find somebody who's right for them? How do they audit that coach? Yeah, I mean, I've, I had a lengthy discussion. One of my clients, Liam, he's the founder of Time Doctor, and he actually interviewed me. So if people want to search that interview, I'm, like I'm how to hire interview him too. <laughs> he's coming on Perfect. here too. Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, he's the one that asked me that question. I mean, here's how I hired my coaches. I want somebody who's been there before, okay? So Mar- Marcy, for example, one of my coaches back in the day, she built a company, brought it public, 5,000 employees, right? So uh, been there before, uh, has had had results with other people. I think a lot of people are idiot savants in the sense that they know they can do it themselves, but they're not really good at getting other people the same results. So I want to I want to know that they've been able to get other people similar results. Um, I would reference check the crap out of who they are. I think you should back channel. So if you see somebody on a Facebook ad, you should like see if you have mutual friends, reach out to them. Is this person a good person? What have you heard? How long have you known them for? A lot of fly by night coaches in the industry. It's the unfortunate part that I, you know, I'm okay with cause I understand that, you know, performance over time is the best, um, the best uh, example of success is just keep being consistent. Do, do what you do over long periods of time and eventually you'll separate yourself from everybody else. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, coaches out there that, you know, come off and they're very flashy and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're selling with material things, but when it comes down to it, their, their students results should be speaking for themselves. And that's, that's a big thing that I pride myself on is, is client wins on a monthly basis and, and progress over everything uh, than really good marketing per se. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think it's a personal decision. If you don't resonate with the person, if you're listening to me and you don't like the way I talk, you really shouldn't work with me because that's not going to get better. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to get worse. And I think that's important to know is, is you need to find the person that you vibe with and that you feel is going to provide you with honest, direct, clear feedback and um and if if you don't feel that don't force it 
right? I think it's uh, it's a very personal decision on who you coach with. Very good advice. Very good advice. Um, I have uh, a couple rapid fire uh, questions from your insight in your career. Before I shift over, I just wanted to open the floor. Was there anything that I didn't know about SAS Academy or what you're working on now that I, that I should have asked that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, no, I mean, so the way I look at my life is I've got a charity nonprofit component called Creators where I work with at-risk youth, um, helping them build their confidence to building businesses. So that's like the, my personal give back. Um, SAS Academy and coaching is a big pillar of my life. And then the other one is my investments. You know, I've, it's actually 40 companies now. Oh, um, I'm now in the... Um, Thank you. Well, now I'm in, in the acquisition phase. So I'm buying SaaS companies um, to put into my portfolio, not just angel investing. And so like, that's kind of how I split up my time. I'm still very much an operator. Um, very likely that I'll be the CEO of another SaaS company uh, in the, in the future uh, that I plan on taking to either public offering or, you know, billion dollar valuation. Um, but coaching will always be part of my life because I'm fascinated in the process of helping people curate a different worldview to have them take actions around things that otherwise feel extremely uncomfortable and, and scary like that. That's the, it's, it's the, the, the tactical stuff that I teach people to me, I, I almost take it as a table stakes like that. You should just do that stuff. What I'm more fascinated in is why do people not, make those decisions when they're clear as day and how do you get somebody in the least amount of time to reset that perspective so that they feel more confident and comfortable making the decision that they're not taking that they know they should be doing. So coaching will always be part of my life. Uh, it may be reduced in the future if I'm busy with, you know, actively CEOing a company, but, um, that's, that's just does give people perspective on how I, I look at my, my week. No, um, as I, as I migrate into these, these, uh, these sort of, career insight questions. Um, I, th I, I think that what you're doing as, as a coach and you're sort of taking it outside of just the tactical, I just want to comment on this briefly because I see so many, I see so many coaches that just focus on the tactical and ignore the human psychology component of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And I've spoken to lots of entrepreneurs before, um, both on this podcast and just in my career. And I think that, like you mentioned, that fear, that psychological component is such a huge piece. It's, 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 it's vastly un misunderstood when somebody just wants to turn a side hustle into their full-time job, um, especially as like a technical co-founder or whatnot, if you can code the thing yourself and it just starts making some money on the side and then all of a sudden you want to scale it, there's a huge psychological component. Um, depression, anxiety, fear, all these things that are these emotions you didn't expect when something is being successful, right? So I appreciate that you, you sort of dive into that and you focus on it because a lot of people can, can replicate those tactical, but it's tough for the psychological. Anyways. Mindset. If, yeah. if you want to do it in a way that doesn't debilitate you or cause pain to the people you love the most. I mean, that's yeah. the sad part. Um, cool. Scott, I've got a few minutes. I'm late for another call, but uh, I want to give you your rapid fire. So. Yeah, no, I want to, I want to do a quick and then uh, get, uh, get some places to go find, find you online. Um, uh, where do you continue to grow, learn? What's your outlets and resources? Um, I today invest in people. Um, so anything I want to do, I literally just pay the top people to come into my world and reverse engineer what they're doing. So, uh, right now I've been spending a lot of time in the world of private equity and I literally reached out to the top three guys in my space. 
um, offered to pay them. They were kind enough to refuse. And now I got to spend time with them. And that's my, my, where I'm at today. That's the way I do it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, two more, a lesson you would tell your younger self. Uh, uh, spend real money in yourself earlier. Start with books, Best but definitely move into other stuff way sooner. Yeah. And what does success mean for you? That I was an example of possibility to as many people as possible. I love it. That's a good answer. It's a very good answer. Um, where do people go find more? What's your website, social, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah. I mean, Instagram stories is the behind the scenes. DanMartel.com. Charles Martel is the, the business stuff. LinkedIn. I'm active on all social networks. Uh, for fun, come check me out on TikTok. I'm not dancing, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to add some uh, entertainment. Uh, and YouTube is where I teach everything I learn for free. All right. That's all I got. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, amazing conversation, man. Have a great day. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching 
my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 